Do you think we should describe what your vegetable garden looks like? People can see it online anyway, can't they? If they want to. I think people that have watched Gardeners World will have a good idea um, what the vegetable garden looks like. But, yeah, set the scene. Um, series of raised beds. Yeah. Different sizes. So I've got my sort of steel core 10 planters. That's so about a foot high. Yeah. And, you know, in reality, part of the reason they're there, obviously, we teach, don't we? So this, this was about demonstrating this could be a roof garden in the middle of a city. Um, That's what I like about this. And actually, when we've done workshops here, or that workshop we did yeah. here, other people commented on how they were surprised because of who you are and what you do, how small these are. And I remember you saying something about, but it's about functionality. They don't have to be massive. It's about this is just the right space to grow for your family and you can keep succession planting and... Yeah, and also I feel like I can keep control of it. Yeah, sure. Um, it doesn't get away. And what's lovely about the raised beds is you can get so much goodness in there. And, and what I do is I tend to plant things a little bit heavier. But if you think about these... You mean uh, heavier like dense? Closer like, together. Oh, OK. Yeah, like we're going to plant this garlic or whatever in the morning. I'll probably put them slightly closer together. I put a lot of goodness into the okay. soil. Sure. Um, but like I say, you've got these core 10 planters and then you've got what we call half sleepers with the posts there yep. so that works quite well you can throw the net on uh, over the top there and give it a little bit of protection good old in there yeah good hey. old in there oh, no. straight over the top <laughs> how big are these core 10 planters for people at home um, they are about just shy of a meter by a meter so just shy of a yard by a yard and the raised beds are so the raised beds are about 1.8 to 2 meters long so okay. six foot plus um by about 1.2, 1.3 wide. So, uh, what you can do is whatever side you are, you can reach the middle. Yes. That's how they work. And then one behind you that's a bigger bed, yep. which is constructed from railway sleepers ultimately, has got those tiny little brick paths yes. down the middle, just that I call them picking paths. So what yeah. you can do is, if you want to get on there to weed, you're not trampling all over the bed. That's a brilliant idea, because yeah. that's the thing I struggle with. So my quick question before we start this is, is was it aesthetic? That you went for these smaller steel planters and the much bigger raised ones, or is there a reason why some are smaller and some are bigger? So, partly because we're teaching. Yes. So this was demonstrating if you've got maybe a larger space, you gotcha. can construct like this. If you've got less space, yep. you can make big planters. Also, all over the garden, mate. Between you and me, I worked out quite early on. If you went to the Chelsea Flower Show and you wanted something for your own garden, but you couldn't really afford it. What you do is you design it in, the sponsor pays for it, and then you bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's. Um, I gotcha. You know, people laugh, they think I'm joking, but I actually tell the truth. <laughs> I quite like so, that. How can I get someone else to pay for it? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, these planters. Am I just um, a cash cow? No, not at all. Where's this going? <laughs> so, what, what, am I, what am I funding that I don't know about? Ah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, so these, these plants were actually on top of my um, the roof of my building in 2015 Chelsea Garden. Um, did that win a medal, Adam? Yeah, of course it did. What, what, <laughs> what colour did it? No, let's rock on about it. We weren't playing those games. Anyway, what we're here to do today. So, all right, all right. Yeah. What we're here to do is basically free labour, I'm sensing. No, you... You said to me that you wanted to sort of do a little bit more gardening. All right. I've listened to the first podcast because I edited it. I think what you'll find happened is you said you would let me garden. I didn't say I wanted to. You said you would let me. You've obviously cut that bit out because you definitely <laughs> said it. 
<laughs> you did say it. Oh, the power of the did. edit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right, um, garlic. Yeah, so, great time of year. I mean, I get my garlic and my onions in. Uh, broad beans are already in, um, in a cold frame over there, so I've sown them ready for next year. But still plenty to do in the veg garden, so not only prepping for next year, um, we get a lot of manure back into the beds to sure. get that goodness back in. But also um, onions and garlic. Um, it's so, weird, isn't it? Because you wouldn't think about it necessarily as a, a winter job per se. Because it's cold today, right? And we've yeah. got our scars and our coats on and our cup of tea. It actually feels really, really... It's nice, though, isn't it? Yeah. I actually like it. I, I like the, the sense of peace there is. I think it was Billy Connolly, wasn't it, who said that there's no such thing as bad weather, just the wrong clothes. Yeah, 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 that sounds... And I, I love, love him. I love him, <laughs> yeah, me too. We should get him in on this. It's cool. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. You might definitely have to wear these though. <laughs> if he's come. So, go on, mate. Can you rub that out of there, look? Can I... Oh, all right, this might get edited, but that looks oh. just like shop-bought garlic. Yeah, so... It, it's not a special garlic. No, well, no, it is. It's bought from... Um, it's, but no, it's not. No, it's more from a supply. Actually, to be fair, that, you make a good point, mate, because in reality, you're better off not using something like that. Uh-huh. Because because if you go down to the supermarket and buy it, um, and then start plant, they're very likely to maybe carry disease or something. Okay. Um, because so, they're not grown for planting, they're grown for eating, right? They're not, yeah. You don't know what the pesticides would ever have been. Well, and also, you know, in reality... Be nice if I could pull it apart. Yeah, there we it's go. Good job they can't watch this. No, it? It's a bit embarrassing for you. It didn't look good, did it? It didn't look good. But I'm, I'm getting it. So all you do, look, you've got your clothes. I think you're doing really well. Adam. Yeah, I know. I see that that strength coming through now, boy. So you're just yeah. breaking up a clove of garlic like you get in the yeah, shop. Yeah. So breaking up a bulb. A bulb, sorry. Yes. Yeah. And then getting Into down the to the clothes, and then clothes. It's a clothes, then, isn't it? We'll edit that. Don't yeah, we'll edit that. Don't Definitely not going to edit that. And then, all you're doing is this in a couple of ways, really. But this is this is you could just push them in. What we'll do it's here? It's a real shame that. So while you're doing that, I'll describe this. So you've laid a plank of wood. Yeah. Uh, a, a straight plank of wood, just literally like a strip of timber, flat over the top of this bed. Um, and now you're using the edge of that to sort of dig down the side of the bit of timber into the the bed, so through the soil, just sort of almost back, uh, not backfilling. What's that bit called? I'm just digging a, like a little drill, really, like a little yeah. mini trench that's about an inch inch deep. And then <laughs> it's a male inch deep. It's, it's about a two and a half well, inches. No, 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 wait, bear with me. Bear with me. So, so the top of it, the top of that clove will be about an inch below the surface. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I'll probably put them. See, I've never seen it done like this no, before you can, because. You can push them in, but I thought it's a nice way of demoing you because I get to talk about the soil at the same time. Sure. So I could just push them in the ground or plant them with a trowel, but. I'm going to take a photo of this so we can use it. This is brilliant. Hey, I'll tell you. See, you're loving it, aren't you? I am. I am loving it. So what I've done, mate, is I've put those just over 10 centimetres apart. Yes. Oh, I don't think we're allowed to get you All in, right. are we? <laughs> get into about trouble with 10 centimetres <laughs> apart. So that's one, two, three, so that's five you've got in yeah, here. Yeah, you've got five across that, just over ten centimetres And each apart. one of those cloves will grow into a garlic it's plant into and, a bulb. and a bulb. So you'll yeah. get another five or six cloves out of each. Yeah, but what's lovely is that if I get them in this time of year, I'll be harvesting a lot earlier. I mean, you could leave them to... How early? Next. I know we've talked about my impatience June, before. July? Oh, what? That's ages away. That's not ages. 
Oh, it's seven months. Do you know it? what? I think what's going to be great about this over the next is this actually might teach you some patience, this job. Well, right. Fine. I won't do you any harm, mate. Well, would it? You rocked up this morning. What if you, you got out your car? <laughs> we don't have you to. Sh- well, you, to be fair, yeah. I sharing. was grumpy, wasn't I? You were very was grumpy. grumpy. You know, I've done this this morning, and so and so's done this, and so and so. Do you know what I've done? Um, I've come out this morning. No, I went into town, got the veggies and bits and pieces um, for the missus for a roast dinner because I'm right. saving some stuff for Not Christmas garlic dinner. though, of course, because you've only just planted that. No, and I've got a load of garlic already. <laughs> and then I've got some bits for tomorrow for the roast dinner and I've come back and I've cleaned all the all the bird feeders out, laid some plants out. I'm mellow, I'm chilled. Well, you, yeah, you've you also got up. a wonderful way of making somebody feel quite inadequate about themselves, thanks for that. I've had a shower. Well, I had a shower as well. <laughs> but you've got yourself in the right two and eight about stuff that really... Do you know what's lovely is actually be... I've only been out here for, I don't know, 20 minutes or something, half an hour, and already I feel better. better. Yeah. This is gorgeous soil. Yeah, lovely. So, I mean, that's one of the things about this, what's this, in this? raised bed. It's, it's, it's just mixed the soil and, and a manure that I've put in over the last sort of... Well, three years really. When you say so soil, do you mean soil or do you mean compost? No, soil. Soil. Okay, soil so from the ground. Yeah, so it was the soil that I, I originally bought some soil to fill these beds and I've just added manure. So that's why with this garlic, these are on a very light soil and that's what garlic prefers. Um, it might be an idea, before we finish, I've got another area at the front where okay. I've put some different beds in, but it's a heavier soil. Okay. And I'll show you a different way of planting garlic just so that if people are on heavier ground, it will still grow in heavier ground. Yeah, heavier ground, but yeah, what I tend to do is I tend to drop some gravel in the trench. I did a big, um, last year I had to, for Gardens Royal Magazine, I had to do a, um, a garlic trial. Garlic trial? Would you believe, yeah. yeah not like court. Very that important. Sort of stuff, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, and it was interesting. I, I tried these different ways of growing garlic, and in reality there wasn't masses of difference in, interesting. in the outcome, um, but on the slightly heavier soil, Putting a row of setting them slightly on gravel um, just obviously keeps the moisture away at the right sure. time of year and it stops the clove. It's funny, bottom. I find gardening a little bit like beekeeping in the sense that there are a million and one ways to do things. There are an awful lot of people opinionated about the oh, way that they do it. Yeah. But ultimately, I think what it comes down to is if it's right for you and it works, that's okay, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, the thing, I mean, that, that's one thing I mean, I don't like about. I mean, there is an element of snobbery. Can I just sometimes. say that that's all going all over my shoes? That you're yeah. Well, to be fair, they they do look they do clean. Do you want to maybe do that a little less aggressively? That, that's, that that's pushing not, the that's soil not away. Aggressive. That's just done with, with a plum. I should have done it with my boot by the look of my boots. Or you could have worn boots that maybe were slightly more. I've got wellies in the car, but I didn't realise I was going to be quite so involved. Come on then. Shall I break this because you've fluffed that up last Come on, just rock on. (laughs) bit stuck in. Right, so I'm planting Um, garlic. Is that what these lines are for? Is that where the crop is supposed to go? So, yeah, all I've done is marked up a little bit of 4 by one timber. This is lovely. Can you not? I'm supposed to be doing this. Can you not touch my cloves? Well, that's not an inch from the top, is it? Your measurements are really sharp, no, fella. <laughs> You'd have a rubbish Tinder profile. People would be really disappointed <laughs> when they met you. <laughs> Great when I go fishing. <laughs> Come back with massive fish. 
and, and and all of these bits. So this is is that called something? It's kind of like a the roots and. I suppose it's the cent- it, was the, it, was the, it was the central stem, really, wasn't it? Oh yes, because so, that would have been green, wouldn't yeah, it? That, that, okay, you, you can just chuck that in the soil and let that rot in. No, no, no that's all right, a bit fine. untidy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we clear that up. We clear that, that up. does not go there. No. So, all we've got to do with that is label them up. So that you don't forget what's in it. So for an average family of, say, I, I don't know, say three or four people, how many oh. garlic bulbs would you plant? Well, it depends how much you like garlic, I suppose. Okay, it, yeah, mate? sure. Well, in reality, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I do, what do I do? I probably plant out, put last year to one side, I'd probably plant, Four or five bulbs. Okay. So that would give me X amount of... 20, 25 yeah. plants. Yeah. So you multiply know. that out by five. Yeah. So it's quite a bit of garlic. But they dry and you can keep them, right? Yeah. So. I mean, I've got all last year's. And yeah. we, we sometimes tie them up nicely. You know, yeah. Like French. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, ah, may we, Adam. Yeah. May we. <laughs> <laughs> we are you, sir. That's right. Cool. And actually, mate, so that's that's that. We're going... I'll just show you the little trenching bit at the front on the way over before we do some other bits. Yeah. But I'm lifting something today as well. So this, you'll like this bit. Is that a euphemism? I'm lifting, yeah. yeah. I'm lifting you up is what I'm doing. <laughs> you All right. You and many others. Okay. Yeah, so let's have that conversation again. Because I thought it was the thing that I love when I go to the Indian restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And no, it's not that. No, it's, a it's not. One. This is OCA. And I'm supposed to describe it. The foliage looks a little bit like clover, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Look at the very lovely, succulent. I mean, it's just been caught by the frost, by frost, but it's a lovely thick stem. It's gorgeous. So it, through the season, apparently, you can actually eat. Eat the tips um, of, of the plant. Yeah, I don't like micro veg. Um, yeah, micro salad, I, I, I don't. Um, so I can't tell anybody that. Um, and it was originally um, South American, I think, pal. Um, and actually, there's a, would you believe there's an Oka society now? We're trying to breed it, it sort over of doesn't here. Doesn't surprise me, but I'm just a little. No, it's um, trying to breed it over here so that um, it works on shorter days because it's a long light. So it needs good long days. All of this stuff you're cutting off, yeah. you're going to compost Yeah, that? we'll compost all this. And if you notice, it's me that's getting cold, wet hands, and you're just sort of standing around pointing a little bit. Yes, well, I'm an investigative journalist. Oh, is that what you are? <laughs> oh, sad. Is that what you think they're doing next? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah when I've, I'm done with this, you're and I'll be honest, I think board. it'll be quicker than I thought. <laughs> oh, you're bored of everything. There you go, boy. There's, there's the label. Look. What Disney used OCA. to say. Oh, yeah, OCA. Oka. Or Oka. Or. Oka. Um, probably the only two ways you can pronounce that, isn't it? Yeah. Walt Disney so, said that anyway, he keeps exploring and pushing ideas. Well, you used to work for him, didn't you? I did, yeah. The mouse, Mickey, was my boss. Um, that explains a lot, you know. And I think, <laughs> I think, but, but coming, tying it to this, to what we're doing, like, so I've done lots of different things, I have lots of different interests, but I think that's the wonderful thing about life, and actually... But you've never been in society, have you? Um... I, I, well, I, no, I don't, I don't think I've ever been a member of a society, like an association I might have done, that's very yeah. different. Well, so you, <laughs> the nice thing about gardening is it, it, it sort of encourages you to do that, it encourages you to explore new things and, and be a bit creative and think, you know, I've really enjoyed that, what else can I do, what else can I plant, Different and this garden actually, and as we chat over the, the year, people listening will find out about that. There's loads of different areas and loads of different different things that you can plant and yeah. 
And I, th I think this area for me is the area where I play. Experiment. People say to yeah. me, you know, like, when you're not, you're not gardening, what was your hobby? <laughs> so, well, sad as I am, gardening. Um, but I love veg gardening. I love veg gardening, take me back into the house, cooking, um, and I can get the kids out here, they'll get involved. Um, but these slightly unusual bits and pieces. So this okra, I'm supposed to describe it, if you imagine um, like a, a sort of a, a knobbly Jerusalem artichoke, yeah. yeah, or or fartichokes as they get called. Why do they get called? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I, didn't <laughs> I can't believe I asked that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. and, and you sort of maybe crossed it with a potato. That's probably what you end up with. Look like. So, so knobbly potato. Knobbly, yeah. So we did a few up. Yeah. Can you eat them raw? Trying to find more benefits of yeah, doing this. Yeah, podcast. no, not so, not so much raw. Oh, they're tiny. But yeah, they're. Um, am I allowed to say that, or am I supposed to say, no, "Gosh, no, no, Adam, no. what huge oak no, you no, have"? No, no, they're not. They're not. No, when you describe them. So. Oh, I see what you so. mean. Yeah. So, th so they look like. Uh, if you've not seen an ochre before, it's OCA. I guess you could <coughs> Google it. Other search engines are available. Yeah. Um, not that anybody uses them, but they are there. Um, <laughs> this is like a. I guess a, a new potato crop, so lots of different sizes, but broadly small. Yeah. And they've got that sort of ridge on, like an artichoke, almost like um, like leaves. Interesting, because the crops kind of this year, last year, got loads out of them. Right. This year, they're all right, but not not so many as I had before. Yeah. There you go. You've got uh, a few bigger so ones. I'm really one. pleased that we found that and you brought that up because I think. I think you can get quite despondent gardening, particularly growing crop. When one year you've done nothing different, yeah. but just because of nature, because of yeah. you know, the warmth I mean, to be rain. Honest, like, on the inside, I'm feeling a little bit pissed off, but we won't share that. All oh, right, okay. Because <laughs> well, you really like okra. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, no, to be honest, mate, that's exactly, you're exactly right. It, one of the things about veg gardening, actually, in general, is some things are successful, some things are just not. And it, you might not be doing anything different. It might be in the season. It might have gone in a little bit later. You are incredibly messy gardening. I mean, it is everywhere. Yeah, I've got to get stuck in some. Well, who's going to clear all this up? <laughs> Isn't that lovely, though? That's the difference between gardening organically, and I mean that sort of in the broader generic term of organically, um, yeah. um, and commercial farming, oh, is yeah. that if you've got a small crop, that's all you're going to get that seasonal gardening that's what happened yeah. but the joy is that you're going to love every single one of these that you have oh wow yeah it's not off look at these now that's different isn't wow, it wow look <laughs> look at that boy there's some okra excitement here in the frost no, garden school not. today how can you not get excited about it um well because they're not that impressive in size or <laughs> oh it was a rhetorical question right yeah, I, just I, I wish you could see his face so but i just <laughs> But you're right. Now that's interesting because in the middle, all of those that you dug up to begin with, they were quite small. Now, look yeah, at those. Oh, that's a whopper, Adam. What? Oh, hey. Look at that boy. Oh. <laughs> hey. I love it. I love it. Look at that. That's all over me as well. That's so, lovely. Thanks for throwing so, that over here. That, literally, gosh, that is a, those oh. sautéed garlic butter. Oh. You are talking, mate. Oh. That does sound nice. Hey, beautiful. So talk to us about taste. What does an ochre taste um, like? Do need the garlic butter, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Um, right. You know, not... <laughs> what are you growing them for? They don't taste very so nice. <laughs> Actually, this will sound Do you know why I'm growing them? Um, I was, this, this, is, this is not me name dropping. This sounds terrible. 
Um, was it Whitney Houston? I was originally, I got a mate um, that was growing Chelsea plants for me one year. Um, and um, I went down and he'd been doing a lot of work for um, Jamie Oliver in his garden. Yes. And it was him that talked to me about these. The old boy said, and he said, oh, take some home. You'd not grown them before? I hadn't grown them before. Amazing. This a couple of years ago. So he actually sent me home with some to think. And he, so so a, a, in a weird way, <laughs> these are actually Jamie Oliver's. In a weird way, you have because got... Because I've kept some, you know, what I've done is I've kept some every year. Jamie Oliver's ochre. Yeah? Yeah. Does Jamie know? No, probably not. All right, Jamie, I mean, if you're listening... Think, I, think, I shouldn't think he really cares. No. But, well, he might. We should ask him. Yeah. You know, but, um, so what you do is I'll eat a decent amount of those, but I'll also keep some. Yeah? For next year. And if you start looking at that like that... They're lovely. They look really nice. As soon as you said about sautéing them in... Um, sautéing them? And I'm middle class. Sautéing them in garlic butter. You know I love my cooking, boy. Yes, yeah. You do like your food. It's true. I don't know why you stay so slim. Well, because I work. I don't ever see you eating and... I love food. Food, wine, real ale. There's nothing more you need in life, is there? And so now that you've dug all these up, are you going to plant more, or is it not no, good to so plant in time? Eat, no, not good to plant in time. So I'll put these in about the same time as the potatoes next year, really. Okay. Um, won't put them in the same place. So what happened? Simple crop rotation. As these are next year, these will have this will have something that grows on the top. Oh, I've stabbed the one. That's, not ideal, that's what these. If you heard a little tiny little scream then at home, that was yeah. an ochre being impaled. There's one there, fellow, yeah. in the middle. Yeah. How long does it take? What's the gestation period of an ochre? Well, I mean, you know, they've had a good. So you think they went in about. These went in a little bit late, actually, so they probably went in about May time. May. So right. probably a little bit late. I've got them in. Do you um, think that might be why the crop is less? Because um, they're just a tiny bit too late? Or? Yeah, I mean, same that. Year, though, we? As we've got further into that lot. The crop got better. Yeah, it has. Um, I was that was those first few on the edge didn't seem to. Um... No, they're significantly smaller, and actually they're very pink. The the yeah. um, the smaller ones, and, then and the they seem to pale in, out. Yeah, the further we've got there, those worms, mate. Worms in there. See, all I do now for this bed is work a load of manure in. Right. And then this will have a this will have a top crop next year. So you know, I love something that. Can you, I've got a question for you, because we learnt about your sheep, right, because you've got, as you call them, lawnmowers. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I came over when you got them and you said, I've just bought five lawnmowers, was it five or four? Three. Three lawnmowers, and I thought, oh blimey, it's going to his head, look at him, old money bags here, three lawnmowers. <laughs> and then when you said there were sheep, I thought, oh no, that's a bit more bad, we got frosty back. <laughs> but, but, um, Do you can think you... that everybody thinks that I'm as mad as you <laughs> Can you, well, you've got a better way of, of sort of disguising it. I don't seem to have refined that yet. Uh, yeah. um, what can you use sheep manure or not? Does it have to be like horse um, or? I mean, I mean to be honest, um, a lot of. I mean, the sheep manure tends to just work its way into the soil on the field, really, doesn't it? Whereas, if you think about the horses and the cows, yeah, you know, there's obviously a bigger animal. There's a lot more, a lot more going on. So. Oh, okay. Um, it's just to do with size. Yeah, all we have done, and what we would do, I suppose, is we um, 
one of them wasn't very well, bless her. She um, so we we took her into one of our little world of girls put the horses like the back barn. Yeah. Um, and um, to after in there, but when actually when she's gone back out, we've we've cleaned that out, and actually I've used that and I've put that in the muck pile. Yeah. So so, but that's. Is she okay? Reality. She's okay. Yeah, bless oh, her. Sorry. What's a yeah. shame? I like mutton. No, no, no. They're not. What? No, they're not being no? eaten. Oh, fine. Right. They're not being even eaten. if they're bad. No, 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 no. They don't not, even get threatened with it. No, 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 no. Not, not even. No, I don't even threaten them with it. So, um, yes. So this is just like harvesting potatoes, isn't it? These okra things. Yeah. <coughs> I like this a lot. Yeah. Well, you could actually help pull them off then. Oh, can I? Yeah. Just oh, gosh, there's an invitation. I yeah. don't think I've ever been. This is quite a nice would you, way. Just would you just... pull off my okra? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now it is. So you you rip off the the rooty bit. Yeah, just get all the gun. And so, how long will these keep for? Because you've got a lot of these. You're going to yeah, be well, sautéing um, all Sunday. Yeah, no, 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 no. These will keep. These will keep for a good few months, man. You know, a bit, I mean, all all the potatoes that we put and lifted a few weeks ago um, have all been dried now, and they're all in bags. Um, and as long as they're in dry conditions, they stay. They're good. I love um, the fact that <clears throat> this time of the year you can you can do all this stuff still. You know, gardening is not a summer thing. No, it's it's not. Year. And I mean, people. people I get a lot of people say to me, you know, why does gardeners world have to stop over the winter? Yeah. You know, does Monty really need a rest? <laughs> bless you him. all need a rest, no. don't you? <laughs> um, and do you know what? No, they're right. Gardeners world could keep going. I mean, obviously, that's a it's a big decision as to. But I think I think there would be loads to cover, as as we you know we will doing yeah. what we're doing. We've got plenty to talk about. And the day, I don't think it? there's going to be many silences over the next 12 issues no, of these, mate. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> so, um, let's kind of, while we're here doing some okra yeah. stuff, um, should we talk about books? Yeah. We said every month we would give oh, a, yeah, a book of the did. month, right? So, Wilding was the last one we recommended. And I hope people have read that because it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I think I referred to it as rewilding, but it's not. I went back home and checked, and the book is wilding, but the concept is rewilding, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so,. Uh, I wondered whether the book choices should maybe be reflective of the time of year. So let's not right. talk about honeybee books and spring flowers and all that kind of yeah, jazz. And let's get a bit nearer the time. So is there a particular standout book ever that you've read? If it's not topical, it doesn't matter. Like if you think, if I was to say, you know, one book that you think has influenced or guided your gardening or the way that you think about gardening, is there anything that stands out for you? Oh, or gardening, not? what written by, by another gardener or something? That I might, what night, night just enjoys might. Are you all are bit, right? Feel a bit tired, mate. Do you think that's it? I don't know. Is that tea? I've been teaching for four days. Oh, here we go. And you know, I think you start to. Shh. What's that? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. I don't have to invite you around here. No, I know, but I'll come anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't invite me today. No, I know. <laughs> no. Well, you did come on the proviso. So. so and, and actually, about a text conversation actually. Following on, I what? texted you, didn't I? I texted you saying, "Make sure you bring." Oh, make sure you outdoor bring your clothes. Work clothes. What did you send the text back saying? Uh, brilliant. No. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll put my jeans on. You're such a liar. And <laughs> tell the people. <laughs> Go on. Um, I said um, I, I can't remember actually. I don't think I can't remember. What, what did I say? I've probably got the text. Shall I read it? Yeah, it wasn't the most manly, most manly. Thing of course, it was seen. a manly text. No, it wasn't. It was very butch. Um, I said, uh, "Where are we? Hang on, uh, Adam Wadham. Here we go." I, 
You said work clothes tomorrow. Three very dramatic exclamation marks. While we're talking, manly, you did put a kiss. I said I need to feed your bees. <laughs> I need to feed your bees while I'm there. Um, and um, uh, I said, you know, we'll, we'll maybe do some uh, some stuff around the vegetable beds and stuff. And you said, yeah, see how it goes. Oh yeah, I did sit besides. I snagged one of my nails. Yeah. <laughs> But you were very encouraging. You said, you may just need to push on through the pain. So I asked if you had a nail file or should I bring my own? And you offered me an angle grinder. To which my response was, I love how butch you are. (laughs) Two men having a text conversation like that. Really good read out of context, that wouldn't it? Oh, uh, but I sorted it myself, so we're all right. Oh, good. That's yeah. right. Well, I think check the angle grind is all right. So yeah. we haven't got it. This is it. an option, is there? <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to anyway, books. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Sorry. Right, back to books. Back to books. Like um, but actually, no. What I was going to say was last week uh, in last month's episode, you talked about um, Mrs. Frost and that you were over generous letting me sleep in your bed, right? Which was a yeah. joke. Obviously, it was a joke. <clears throat> well, this morning I get here, she's in her nighty. <laughs> I know. But at the door what? waiting for me. You're funny you say that. Oh, it was a, a joke. It was a joke. <clears throat> when I said to her, do you know what? Jez and I have been talking about. Blah, blah, blah. She went very red. Did she? And very quiet. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. We, You know, you play this old joke thing and... <laughs> Oh, what are you insinuating? Have you ever insinuated? Your youngest daughter does look, has got my eyes. I'm just saying. You well, yeah, I know. <laughs> and she behaves slightly strangely at times. Or an eye for me. One of the two. You know. Bless her. Right, books. Anyway, yeah, sorry. For all sake. Back in, right. back in the game. Back in the I'll room. carry on working while you're talking it? about books. Well, I'm sort of, you say you're working. There's a lot of throwing stuff around and you, you're missing them all. I'm dig- digging oh, them out. Look at that. You sort of feel soil you need to well. It's beautiful soil, really soil. We should talk a little bit about soil in a minute. Worm. It's like a wormery, look. Look at that. Of course, that's the joy with this bit, I suppose, isn't it? Is that what you've done is this is a raised bed, so underneath here is concrete or something, right? Or sort of um, sort of gravelly stuff. No, it just, it just goes down to, um, well, the old yard, really. So, I mean, the soil carries on, but but it just gives you that way Most of Most getting... of the growth is here, though, yeah, right? On yeah, exactly. And, you know, it just gives you the chance to... Get some really good soil to grow your veggies. Also, thank you for this. This is uh, Adam's left a like a little trowel thing for me, I guess, <laughs> to take home, uh, and that's lovely. It's a really nice little one. That I like that. What is that called? I would use that a lot. So that's very kind of you. Um, I'm assuming it's a gift. What? No, it's not a gift. There's a real wide variety out there, though, aren't there? It's yeah. a bit overwhelming, really. That maybe is one for another podcast, you know, talking tools. about tools. Yeah, we could do, actually, because actually there's that go-to. That It's a Dutch sort of planting trail, really. Love and that. it's a go-to for me. I'd like to have one tool. In yeah, a yeah. Way. That would probably be it, because I can use it in lots of different ways. Yeah. Anyway, mate, get back to the books. Yes, <clears throat> so the books. Because you're digressing again. Yeah, so one book that sort of stands out for you ever, really, that you've read, that you think, actually, for whatever reason, that's influenced you or the way that you think or your gardening or... It doesn't have to be a gardening book, I wouldn't say, but is there anything that immediately stands out or not? Um, so what, what, in a sense, that maybe I would sit down by the fire and, and read over the winter to sort of inspire me about next year's gardening or just... Yeah, maybe. What, what or, or, well, because so one of the questions we asked last month, didn't we? Look, what sends in some questions, and, and how do you want this podcast to go? Um, and we should briefly say that's one of the reasons why 
it hasn't been technically every month so far because you did that first one threw it out and said we've got this idea shall we do it or shall we not we think we're going to do it and did anybody come back and say anything no, but we probably shouldn't put that in. No, yeah, no they, did, they did. We had lovely feedback. And so we said, all right, well, we'll, we'll do it. But um, Zena asked on social media, what are the key things that have shaped who you are today? Um, which is a big question, right? Um, and I think possibly isn't something we're going to be able to cover off in one go. And I think we'll drip feed in throughout the series, I think. It's an interesting thing to sort of reflect on. Uh, and I'd like more time to think about it. But my point with that is, you know, you can read a book about somebody's autobiography, for example, yeah. and it just strikes you all the things they've done or who they are, the way that they think. I'm hugely influenced by Walt Disney in a number of different ways, not simply on a flat, you know, entertainment-y sort of way, but in the way that he thought and the way that he treated people and all sorts of things. So I guess that's what I'm pushing for, is if you were to think of a book that has helped shape the decisions that you make the way that you think, which of course influences the way that you garden. Um, any of Jeff's books or not? I suppose because you had first hand with Jeff, so it's a bit different, yeah, isn't it? You wouldn't really. I, I mean, I suppose if we talk about human beings that have influenced me, then Jeff would probably be that biggest influence in a, in a gardening. Not just in a gardening sense. I think when I rocked up Barnsdale to work for Jeff, thinking back I mean what was I 21 years old and I was a bit of a toe rag um, don't speak at the moment because you see I could see that little smile I could see it <laughs> um, I think looking back I don't think in your early 20s you necessarily understand how you're being influenced but yeah looking back he was a massive influence on on me I suppose he was the first fella that I really put on a pedestal and went, oh, right, this is how you go about life, is it? He's he sort of, his moral compass when he talked about peat free, talked about organic gardening, stop moving the countryside, um, all things that play a massive part, I suppose, in my mm. life. So I think him as a as a person, but I, I dip in and out of a, of a lot of people. Music plays a big part. Yeah. in my life when I'm designing, creating. It's a journey I want to just have a cup of tea before we started at the moment. Um, there's a Bruce Springsteen album, you know, um, called Western Stars. And I took the kids. I dragged two 12-year-olds and a 14-year-old off to the cinema. Their mum was away. And, and ultimately, all it is is this album, and it's Springsteen. And it's not really, in a lot of ways, it's not like his normal music. It, they're beautiful stories but they talk of growing up they talk of love lost love um, the troubles that we have along the way and, and this film is all shot in his barn and it's a hundred year old barn it's just a beautiful way to spend an hour and a half and I'm thinking the poor old kids I've dragged them you know and after about <laughs> 20 minutes I looked across and they're all glued and their little feet are going and I'm thinking yeah do you know what it doesn't matter what's the man 70 Four, something like that, and he tells the stories about what the songs are about between playing yeah. each song. His missus is on the stage with him. He's got the strings. To, I'm getting a little bit goosebumpy telling you, you know. Nice. And there's some beautiful lines in those songs. There's one that, at the end of the album that's called um, Moonlight Motel, and it, it talks about that early love and that 
romance and he goes back to this hotel and it's become derelict and there's I don't know it's just lines that that talk about the, the chain link fence rusting you know dandelions growing up through the concrete and a sign saying kids be careful how you play and, and all that sort of stuff and that for me sits there sure and when I'm sort of playing and creating and you know the, one of the songs about getting old and the old boy that he's talking about in the song, there's there's a quote that more or less says, you know, he's he's glad to wake up with his boots on in the morning. I mean, he's just glad to wake up and be mm. alive. And I think that stuff influences me a lot. Well, that was a we bit should It was a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little tear in my eye there, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm not asked now. I'm not sure we got a book out of that. Well, No, we didn't, but, but we could do <laughs> album of the month. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, my did Jeff book, write any books? Yeah, yeah. There's some, so you'd recommend any of his books? Yeah, any of Jeff's books. Okay. I think, um, and, and a lot of those, you know, you can probably find online, probably, you know, second-hand places, this, that, mm -hmm. and the other. I think if I had to pick one modern-day garden writer that I would say pick a book up over the winter, um, and I suppose, I'm, you know, I've worked with um, him in the past, um, and, and I think he's an incredible... It's incredible, I just suppose, a, a very nice, kind man, but, but also a great gardener is Dan Pearson. Okay, yes. Um, I, I worked with Dan books. when cool, I was in my early 20s, which he must be seven, eight, nine years older than me, I suppose. Which was um, quite old. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love that. I love the way Dan writes. There's a, there's a sort of a, a calmness about it. There, but there's a... There seems to be a deep understanding of of maybe what that very close thing between nature and, and gardens, mm -hmm. and, and you can just pick up in the words that this man loves, you yeah. know, loves gardens, loves our landscape, and loves our world, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I suppose if I was saying to anybody, if, if you were wanted just a book over this winter, yeah, any of Dan's done a, a couple, I think, in the last couple of years, but any of those. Um, there's not many garden books I pick up and, and read from cover to cover. It's um, interesting. I'll dip in and out, um, but but actually, actually being honest, I think Dan's is the only garden books I've read from cover to cover. That's quite nice, endorsement for him. I'm quite a prolific yeah. reader, I don't have any of um, Jeff's books. I've got one of Dan's. Um, the book I would bring uh, this month is Humble by Nature by Kate Humble. So Kate's written a few things, but Humble by Nature is, uh, you would enjoy it because it's yeah. a similar story to yours, a similar story to mine. She buys something that ultimately is a bit derelict and a bit uh, um, neglected, maybe, is yeah. the, but in, in a nice way, yeah. as in it's very factual, nothing's been done with it for a while. So yeah, yeah. Um, and finding, discovering what you've got of the land and making the space that you've got sort of brings new life into it. Um, and that journey and how difficult that can be and challenging yeah, yeah, yeah. that can be and expensive as well. Um, but the, the opportunities that getting close to nature affords you and, and brings you, uh, mm -hmm. even just walking, finding a, I don't know, a briar that's got fruit growing naturally in it or something, or you think, oh, like you did here in this space that was all, when you first moved in where we're sat, was all overgrown. And I mean, gosh, from memory, some of the grass and the weeds and stuff were like as tall as the, or certainly near the top of these walls that run around the outside. Yeah, we've got a, a picture of me stood with sticking it was up to my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of this, yeah. yeah. And stripping it out and saying, okay, well, here is a space, and that space could be one foot square, but here is a space. 
um, what can we do with it? What what could I do? And uh, and that journey is really interesting because it's very honest, it's very raw, um, uh, and of course what she's ended up with is a space that she enjoys. She has seen the benefit of growing and and being sympathetic towards nature. Um, it's a really nice book, really nice, but very different to Wilding. Yeah, but it's a personal story again. I'm quite a fan of a biography, yeah. quite like an autobiography or biography. But, yeah, I um, do as well. I mean, there's you know what the fact that it's actually real. Yes. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> is what it's all about is the hungry, hungry caterpillar is another one, but I don't think that's autobiographical. The hungry, hungry caterpillar. You know, funnily enough, they, you know what you love. I actually one of the VTs we did uh, um, sort of videos we had to do. Uh, we were attacking filming, and and uh, there's one one director there um, who's who's a mate. He's a bit of a nutter. And there was a garden based on hungry, hungry cats, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hungry, hungry caterpillar. And he said, Foster, I've got a really good idea. So what you're going to do is you're going to go down and you're going to cross your legs and going to sit on the floor in the garden. He said, and then we're going to push the gate back and you're going to be sat there reading, you know, a bit like Jack and Ori. <laughs> and I'm going, you're mental, you're mental. <laughs> yeah, all right, then. we'll do that. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> But when you're at a show, obviously, you're not just being filmed for it to go out on telly. You're also surrounded yeah. by a load of people watching you. And there's that guy so that I... we recognise. I'll film him. What's he doing? I don't know. What is he doing? So I'm sat there. Time on you know, his own. Like little kids are when they cross their legs. You know, and it's, it's sort of reading time at school. And you all sat around, you know, sit around on the mat type thing. And I'm sat there reading this book in the middle of a bloody field. You know, but, and, and yeah. And my mate's just laughing his head off and going, yeah. And then we get back in and he's cutting it and he's going, do you know what amazes me? He said, I asked you to do these things and you just do them. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, yeah, because I thought that's what I was meant to do. But there we go. There we go. But the fun, the fun. So that's our books for this for this yeah. month. It's quite a nice little chat about books now. So we should probably um, talk about, so that's a sort of bit of edge stuff. Yeah, um, and do you, you want to talk about garlic quick in different soil? But also, I know you've got a shrub that you wanted to quickly talk about. Well, I'll tell you bees. We've got so much to well, do. Well, I'll tell you what, into, like, let's, not, let's not go and plant that next lot of garlic. Let's go on to the other area. But what what I would say on that, mate, so if your soil, you can see this, is quite light. Though there's good organic matter in here. You know, Lovely you can see soil. it's quite free draining. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're planting your garlic... Um, on a lot heavier soil, um, what I do is, is I still I still do it with a little trench. So I create a little trench, um, just uh, I suppose about an inch and a half deep, um, and then I put just a little run of, of horticultural grit in. Okay. Only about I don't know about a centimetre of horticultural grit. Oh, so quite deep, not a spring yeah, thing. So like a, no, so I lay that as a, as a layer. Right. And it was quite interesting. That was part of this trial that I did. Laid that more or less as a layer, and then. And then put the cloves on top of that. Um, it just takes the water away. That worked really well. Okay. That worked really well. So I suppose that's just so. A bit of so don't don't worry. You've got what you've got. Find a way to work with what you've got, yeah. and it just adds a bit yeah. of drainage I in think, there. Right? You know, all all this information really is online now for people. Sure. You know. Let's not tell them that. They have to tune in every month. Oh, all right. Yeah, you can't get this information anywhere else. Can you not? This is exclusive here. Oh, wrong. Yeah. This is, I mean, you're basically hearing it for the first time. Yeah. They're Which... not stupid, so. <laughs> no, yeah. they're not. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I might be, but they're not. 
So, um, we've come out to your bees. Yeah. It is, they are not flying because it is. It's a bit nippy, does that, isn't it? Nippy and damp and, and whatever. But um, they won't be able to see this at home. But what you'll be able to see in here is uh, these packets yeah. that are empty there, actually. So, um, it's really important that the, um, the colony is kept nice and healthy because one of the big problems we've got in the UK is obviously Varroa, which is um, a little mite yep. um, and can completely decimate a, a colony of, of, of honeybees. So what's important is if you're going to manage honeybees like, like we do, and we try to do it as sympathetically and ethically as possible, but if you are going to manage honeybees, then you need to make sure that they're, that they're strong enough. Plenty of grub through the yeah. winter months, really. Uh, and so anything, any excess that we take off, we always leave a little bit extra. But I don't think there's any harm. Honeybees are a little bit like um, uh, that they self-regulate their food, yeah. so they'll only take what they need. It's not like Labradors. A bit more, a bit more like cats, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, you exactly I mean? that. Yeah, you can yeah. just leave it down when they're hungry; they'll eat it. Whereas yeah. your Labrador's probably like mine. Yeah. Yeah, leave it down, that, it'll have it. That would eat the beef food, then it would start eating the cake, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and anything else that was left <laughs> about. Yeah. They're good like that, aren't they? Um, so, my personal preference is to sort of give them food going into the winter because as we head towards the much colder months, their nest temperature, so that the middle bit of the brood nest, stays at an ambient 35 degrees Celsius yeah, all year round. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. So even when it's minus 10 outside, that middle bit is still 35 degrees Celsius. But do they do, they do that sort of scenario if they all come in tighter yep. And, yep. and just exactly keep that. it? Yep. Yeah. But of course, in order to exude heat, you need energy. Yeah. In order to have energy, you need food. Um, so I like to support them through that because it reduces the stress on the colony. And by reducing the stress on the colony, it also reduces the uh, chances that they're going to get um, unwell or, or ill. So there's a little bit of water um that's uh on the top board here so i'm gonna get rid of that because yeah. i don't want water in there uh get rid of fungal infections uh, sorry the potential for fungal infections yeah. um uh, and then do you see that there do you see the difference here what's that i'm straight in helping you yeah whereas you just watched when i was doing my bit <laughs> Imagine, eh? well i don't you know i mean it's yeah of course of course not no <laughs> so what we've got here is um it's actually a new Type of uh, type of fondant, it's a sugar fondant, just like you've got to have on your Christmas cake yeah. when it comes to Christmas. And um, are you free on the twenty fifth to do the next podcast? By the way, yeah, not problems. Not okay, problem. great. Yeah, and as long as you don't mind doing it around me cooking dinner. <laughs> no, God, no, I'd love to do that. Yeah. So um, that's recorded. I'm keeping that in. That's an invitation. So um, it's just kids be chuffed to pieces seeing you at the dinner. So. <laughs> <laughs> my kids think you're mental they do your kids might be right yeah so what this... about that first time you met the kids yeah well, it was quite funny oh, wasn't it, wasn't it? <laughs> I'll, show, I'll share this with you guys all right so the first time um jez met the kids my my number three so amber lily had come home from secondary school and anyway, she was doing something in textiles so in her wisdom has decided to take the biggest pair of scissors you have ever seen in your life to school I don't know, I don't know why um, couldn't see at all what the teacher had got slightly upset and, and told her that actually they were a lethal weapon and blah 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 and she came in and I then proceeded to convince her that 
that with Jez was there because of her behavioural problems and because he was a behavioural therapist. And then you then proceeded to play the game, mate, didn't you? Yeah, we did, we did. <laughs> and the poor kid's face, she was completely and utterly bemused. She didn't know. And was it... Or is it Oaks later? It was one of them asked you, he sat down really serious and they said, yeah. is he really coming to take us away? <laughs> no, you no, we said you were going to move in, didn't we? Oh, yeah. To monitor their behaviour, you know, as part, obviously to help them, but part research and, and you're actually going to sleep in with Oaks, you know, because yeah. oh, right, he's got yeah. another little bed, bed in his bedroom and you're yeah. going to... Yeah, bless him, and their faces were... That's cruel, really. Like, I was just going to say, it's probably not as funny as we think it is. It was funny. Um, to be fair, the kids thought it was hilarious when they eventually found out. But yeah, so they always were like, when's Jess coming then? When's Jess coming? <laughs> Can we be out? Um, so what we've done is we've fed them this little block of yeah. sugar fondant, but this is a new one. It's got amino acids in it. Right. And some extra vitamins. Um, now, there's no current evidence that... that um, that proves that actually that is going to help. However, the, the the science and the theory is that by giving them added vitamins and added amino acids, that can't not be a bad thing, but we don't know that for sure. Um, but it's unlikely to be. And so um, it will help the colony and individually the bees become stronger, less likely to have added stress and therefore less likely to be impacted by things like varroa or or fungal infections so and it's just a little way of helping them get through the winter healthier really yeah. so that they start the next year nice and healthy support, and really exactly that yeah. and you don't have to so how many bags i mean give us an idea what's a bag is a kilo is it yes yeah, like a that? kilo a bag yeah. so how many bags do you think would use through through the sort of winter yeah so it's a it's a question like i asked you um, when we were at the veg patch, in terms of well, you know, how many garlic bulbs do you, do you plant? Yeah. Right? Is well, how hungry are they, and how much do they need it? Yeah. Now, I fed these a few weeks back, and they've gone through two kilograms. Yeah. So they obviously wanted it or needed it. Yeah. And uh, I've just put another bag on here. So probably because the weather's starting to really turn a bit now, yeah. I'll come back in maybe a week or two's time and see if they've taken that, and if they have, I'll chuck another one on. I'll just keep giving it until they don't want it anymore. So actually, by the time we do the next podcast, we could have tracked yes. how much yeah. they've had in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. And give a good sense, like month by month, mm-hmm. just to see how much this can yes. take to get them through. Because actually through the, the, the health of a, of a honeybee hive can change very dramatically, very quickly. You can think yeah. you've got a wonderfully healthy hive, or sorry, wonderfully healthy colony, um, and then all of a sudden, um, they're not. Because the problem with honeybees is you don't really know you've got a problem until you've got it. That there are very little advance warnings, um, uh, which to me is part of the fascination and, and part of the importance of, of, of keeping them to support, you know, nature and gardening and growth and, and the environment. Um, but it does mean you have to be a little bit on your toes, particularly yeah, when it gets to the time. That's good, though. Yeah, that's I good. think so. Also keeps you out here, keeps you involved. And yeah. like I said to you, I've just. Um, Started to put in a few old shrub roses in around. So through this meadow next year, um, we're going to have some single shrub roses yep. just popping up at different yep. times. Um, and actually, it's built not only to make this more of a focal point, this beehive as you come through sure. my archway, but just to provide a little bit more for the gods as well. Yeah. So, well, I mean, of course, roses are amazing because if you've got a varieties that um, 
the varieties that flower throughout the year or yeah. largely throughout the year. You've got really lovely early pollen sources yeah. and late pollen yeah. sources. They're gonna they're gonna love that. And do you know what the other thing this hive has made me do um, is I've decided I just when I was out here working, I would find myself being drawn, and I'd end up wasting. I don't yeah. know, I'm not wasting because that's the wrong word. Yeah, but 15, 20 minutes, I would just watch them. Yeah. Coming and out. Yes. You know, like they were sort of they'd gone off to work and they were yeah. coming home. And <laughs> especially that concept of you know, in my head they go in there and you know I found some new pollen and they yeah. would tell people yeah. where it is and then the others would fly out. And so I'm going to put a seat. Um, oh, I'm yeah. going to put a little bricked area. Lovely. And a seat just in that corner, part yep. as a focal point, so you have that big box just behind it and yes. the hedge, and then. But just so that I can come and have a moment with the yeah, lovely. and it's cool, isn't it? It's, it's a little bit like um, watching birds, watching bees. I find yeah. myself sat in the garden. I can be transfixed just watching them, just yeah. being themselves. They're not doing anything dramatic. They're not on a no. unicycle or no. doing that little thing like they have in Tenerife, where the little parrot puts the little ball in the. Yeah. Bird. It's not that. They're just being birds. Yeah. And the same thing with the bees. I have a, a, a little bench in an apiary at home and. And it's amazing what you can learn from. In fact, it's one of the very first things, one of the oldest beekeepers I ever met said, you can learn a lot from just watching the hive of the entrance. Yeah. Um, I think there's a book actually called the, um, the uh, something like the entrance of the hive or something like that. And it talks a lot about honeybee health. And what you, before you've even opened up the hive, you can learn a lot just by kind of seeing just what's going seeing on. seeing the movement yeah. in and out. And what they're doing, yeah. what they're bringing in or not bringing in. Yeah. So that's that, nice and quick and easy for me no, this time of year. Notice how that's it's um, not particularly muddy, not dirty. My boots are clean, relatively. Um, yeah. I've not flicked anything on you. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit, a bit boring, really, but you know, I'd, like, <laughs> I'd like to have got more involved. You know, I, you know that's reality. Well, you, know, are, you can get involved and carry that back know, I, the I car. Played, you know, I'm like, mate, I, I, I love my sport. I love getting involved right here in the middle of it. That's what, that's what life's all about. You're just too clean and it's still that's moaning just all the time, constant, in the, like a hey, constant, hey, irritating hey, moan. Whoa, 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 stop, stop waffling onto people. Just stop that over a moment. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh god now you've dropped it sorry you just sorry, got dropped on the it's okay him. i promise i, oh, I didn't hit him definitely hit him. hit him i feel like it but i didn't um <laughs> boom yep golden delicious all right in reality is that what they are golden yeah delicious? in reality um i'm probably not really in a warm enough part of the country to get the best out of a golden delicious tree obviously it was planted here not by are me. they not native to england nah so oh, i didn't know that you could be alright further down south, but we've just left it. But focally, look at it. Yes, yeah, stunning. It holds the fruit really well. Why does it do but that? Look at the mistletoe, pal. Oh gosh, I completely missed that. How's that? Eh? So it's really interesting because in your garden, I, it was one of the first things I ever said to you was I couldn't quite believe how much mistletoe you've got in it's all the. Isn't but it? it's a parasite, isn't it, mistletoe? Yeah. yeah. Well, you can go and have looked quite closely at the at the apple tree. You can see where it's gone in, but. I haven't got the heart to. But you, you take do it out, at but... some point have to take it, don't you? Because it takes yeah, over the. Yeah. It starts the host. I mean, if you look, I mind you saying that, we look turning around now and looking yeah. at a big old lime tree that's the end of the drive. I mean, I'm not getting up there to cut that out, no. but I'd have to send the kids, wouldn't I? That I is couldn't high. do that myself. Send the least favourite up there. Yeah. You couldn't do that yourself because it's too dangerous. But it's a joy because you can't presumably cultivate this or I suppose it's not impossible, nothing is, but it's not. It's natural, well, isn't I it? Think, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously with the seed, you probably. There probably is all, but yeah, I've never done it. But I presume you would just sure you would slit you just work it into the into the bark slightly. Right. I mean, that's the theory of 
of how the um, how it spread. Because um, when you look closely, it's just literally rooted into the... Yeah, I'm going to take a photo of that to show you. Yeah. I, I, we'll put it on the... Um, I don't know how we're going to show all these photos to everybody, but the, the the Golden Delicious tree in itself is beautiful because it's the only tree in your orchard that's got apples yeah, on it Yeah, we just left them. Yeah, left but them. But why aren't they all dropped? Because well, my it apple tree the, It dropped. holds the fruit really well. What, what specifically so, Golden Delicious? Yeah, I mean, right. that, and that's why we've just left it more as an ornamental, I suppose, um, rather than rather than picking and eating. They tend to be a lot, there's a few bigger this year, I suppose, because it's a bit drier, but yeah, it's cracking, mate, isn't it? Absolutely stunning. I'm loving the, yeah. the, uh, the mistletoe. Do you know, I- Do you want to uh, get I, close? I sort of, um, <laughs> yeah, I got down, and I, I kneeled down, because, you know, one year. I, when we moved in the opposite, what I tend to do is, I, out of one of the trees, I tend to find a lower part and, and cut a big, yeah. round sort of hole more like a box's dome, yeah, which, you yeah. know, when it comes off. And I put it over the dining room table. And this will make you laugh about social media, all right? So I put it over the dining room table. And then I put a picture of it on social media. And the lengths you go, you know, something like the lengths you go to get a kiss out, you know, from the missus. Like, just being 40 foot up a tree, yeah. you know, to collect this to bring back. You're feeling like, the, you know, the big man <laughs> and, you know, and all the rest of it. Only a giggle. And then lots of funny comments and then one lady gave me a proper dressing down about how irresponsible I was to climb to oh, go to climb the tree, tree and like well. boom <laughs> and you go I'm thinking oh bless yeah she's not going to have a good Christmas that girl no you <laughs> <laughs> should have sent her some social media yeah. social media Everybody's the root got... of all evil and the yeah. fruit of all sin oh, who said that at the moment one of the big comedians that's coming out at the moment and they talked about social media being a platform for something. I can't remember the terminology right. he said, but yeah. Not good. Sort of not good. Yeah. I mean, it can be good. Can't it? The be problem honest, is social media is the source of giving people with opinions about things they know nothing about. Yeah. That, that's the trouble is that it's a platform yeah. for anyone to shout about anything. I'm surprised um, Mrs. Frost doesn't mind you. There's that tree in the way of the house she can't see. If she'd seen me near that mistletoe, she'd have been down here like a flash, wouldn't she? Sat underneath yeah. that tree. Yeah. My yeah. Probably without her nighty off. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. Right, we have to wrap this up. Let's, um, uh, yeah, do you want to head somewhere right. um, uh, warm for five minutes so that we can uh, we can say goodbye? Well, no, you've got to plant a shrub yet, son. Oh, we've got to plant. <laughs> yes, it was the sound you of know, a whip, ladies and gentlemen. Just, we'll, we'll do a little bit on. Will you on help me? And then we'll wrap up. Yeah, no, I'm, I was looking forward to the shrub thing, actually. Yeah. We'll get this in the car and then we'll. Get this in the back of the wagon. Right. This is quite nice. This is this this time, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I'm sometimes sound closer than before. We're on a little table. We've got the, the laptop and the microphone. Mm. We're wandering around Frosty's garden, and it's it's quite nice, isn't it, in a way, mate? Yeah, the old stems, the autumn colours there. The stems are starting to show, aren't they? I don't tend to be. A, also, mate, I suppose maintenance was. Hang on, in hang general. on. Start. I'll forget. Sorry. Wait. What's that? See where the cat is? That yeah. big bush with the almost looks like pussy willow. I don't think yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's a oh, salix. That, yeah, oh. it's, it's called um, salix daphnoides. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Tiny, tiny little dashes of like, what from here looks like yellow. Yeah, but also when you get closer, it's a really dark stem, but it looks like it's been slightly limed. You oh. know, as if it's got like a chalky finish. Yeah, so there's stunning. one over there, look. Can you look back against the wall? Oh, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can just see those little dashes look of white. how tall it is as well. I know. So they'll be next year... Next spring, well, late winter, early spring, they'll be cut, stalled hard back to the ground. 
Yeah. Oh wow! And then and when we get all those lovely new shoots out, of remind them us what it's as called. Well. Um, Salix Daphnoides, beautiful Salix. But again, there's such an array of the willows that you can stall right through from strong yellows, oranges, you know, more or less like rich reds sure. through to the black. I tell you what, that would I'd, great. I nice. might have seen it somewhere. That's probably where I've got it from in the back of my head. I can't I can't think, but I can't imagine. I've just thought of it like a Salix. <laughs> it doesn't normally, you normally have to really put some work in a thing, like, like a Salix border or meadow or walkway would be stunning, wouldn't it? Yeah, I've seen, Loads it, of different yeah, I've seen ones. them used in probably in no, wetlands you haven't. and things my like idea. that. Come on. Wetlands? I mean, oh, yeah. You live out near the fence as well. You yeah, that's true. You get a lot of them along the old dikes. And the, yeah. You know, you get the old stumps. No which that. Yeah. You know, behave yourself. Come on. <laughs> right, we'll see you in a minute. We're going to go walk to another bit of the garden. Uh, and I'll pause you here. He's still moaning. Right. So we just chatted really lovely things and then realised that we weren't recording yeah, I know. about your... Um, you're calling it a barbecue area, are you? Yeah, yeah, you asked what it was, I suppose. I see that's where I'm doing, you know, barbecuing. But, yeah, it, the sometimes I think when you're in a garden... I mean, this garden is all now designed on a bit of paper. But over, I suppose, two years, walking it, being in it, just enjoying it, you know, mm. adjusting the bits that we have. I, we started to get drawn to certain areas yeah. of the garden. Um, and what's lovely about here is, I don't know why, but we st this is south facing the front of the house. So we would, you know, we would sort of come around here, bring the barbecue around here and enjoy it. And interestingly enough, as things changed and moved, Selena or Mrs. Frost, who, you know, are lovely people, um, started to bring this wooden table that we've got that collapses mm -hmm. out and move it around this lawn area and it ended up down the, this bottom area yeah. which is a lovely view back to the house but it feels quite comfortable to be in it does it, it feels enclosed but not it's weird it's not enclosed like because yeah. there's plenty of space and it's open but it's it's tucked in sort of a, a recess so of there's the... a slight there's a comfort about it yes there is but, so what would happen is the barbecue ended up being down here as well. So I'm thinking, well, I might as well have the barbecue. So we sort of designed an area that the barbecue is a pad that will sit in planting. So I'll be up there, if you imagine, cooking and yeah. doing what I'm doing. Table and chairs will be within X amount of yards. But what's interesting about this garden, and I was talking to a group yesterday and talking to them to about when you're designing your own garden, not to just be aware of what's in your garden. Yes be aware of what's outside in other people's gardens. Right. So for instance, if you look at this big old hedge here that I've got, if you look at those trees outside of it, yes. though they're actually in my garden, yeah. they look like they're in someone else's garden. Yes. Yeah. But the moment I've put three new trees in, so you know, I've put in oh, the Protagus, the Sorbus, and then the Mulberry, yes. you know, so that lovely old Hawthorn um, and, and the Sorbus, beautiful berries on them, Good flower, yes. good autumn colour. But the moment they go in, look, you get a connection yeah, yeah. with what's going on outside. Yeah. And so rather than it being my garden hedge and then someone else's garden with loads of trees in, you're sort of mixing, you're blending the landscape. Yeah. So that you're, borrowing, yeah, you're borrowing other people's Beaches. trees. And yeah. So again, when you're, you're creating your garden or moving into a new garden, just have a look over and see what is going on around you because you can borrow that, sure. bring it into your space, which has created a lovely space down here. So, so to just to sort of 
labour the point here? Because this is, I just said to you, this is, I think, my favourite bit of your garden. Or certainly one of the top favourites. Um, so it's a, what looks like, to me, to, my, to the uninitiated, right? Um, it's a big, deep, lovely border yeah. that's shaped. It's got a little yeah. bit of a movement to the edge of it. And it's got these trees in it. And this sort of concrete uh, uh, pad, which is where you're going to put your barbecue. Yeah, that's stone. Stone. Not expensive stone pad that's from you like this from Chelsea 2013 <laughs> repurposed <laughs> free um, <laughs> yeah. pad uh, and a little kind of um, uh, a little uh, stepping stone kind of walkway to get to it and it is I mean two thirds of the way in the border yeah um, so you're walking through the depth of the border to get to this concrete area and you're planting some stuff here I can see you've got um, uh, some uh, one minute one minute I'm gonna impress you go on, I'm gonna go impress on. you gonna, you've got I've just lifted mine I can't believe I can't think of what the heck it's called a rhubarb um, yeah, so you've got a metal. A, yeah well done boy. thank you I know impressed. thanks uh, and uh, that at the back there yeah, is some, there's some aruncus which is a bit Quite yep. a ferny foliage on it, yep. um, lovely tall white flower. And then Very what nice. I'm doing is through the back here, um, I've semi-fallen in love with um, different hydrangeas again. Yeah, there's a lovely hydrangea there, yeah, which so look great when they're dead. Yeah. yeah well, not yeah, dead, no, no, exactly. alive, but you no, know what I mean, yeah, when the flowers exactly. are dead. When they, yeah, I mean, you know, brown is the new black and all yeah. that. That's <laughs> the, um, Structurally, that's the thing they're lovely. Yeah. So they're going to create a lovely sort of rhythm through the space. Yes. And then the herbaceous plants that I'm digging and moving from other places in the garden, uh, are going to come through um, but at the moment I'm playing very much with foliages and then I'm going to sort of bang some colour through it at some oh, I love point. it but the, do you know what's interesting and um, we've got a couple of you know I said about planting this shrub I think it'd just be a nice way to, yeah. to chat through um, but the trees as well that's another thing that's interesting when it comes to planting because it's one thing that when in general when we're planting actually should we move over near the shrub yeah yeah we'll bring we'll bring uh, the ladies and gentlemen with us just yeah. so uh, <clears throat> I can all hear what's going on. Well, obviously, the hole's been pre-prepped. Thank um, goodness. This bed, in general, has been has had it's been single dug through. Hang right? on, let me just hold you there. Hold you there. We're planting a shrub. That thing, that that is a massive hole. That yeah. is three times bigger than I would have dug. Exactly. Well, that's exactly the point I suppose is I'm just about to make. If you let me speak. Oh, do you want to carry on? Yeah. Is that all right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so the area's been prepped, mate. By I single dig everything. So which is a trench. It's trenching system. You yep. trench, you so you dig up a space depth trench. You work your way back across the border, creating trench after trench after trench. But if you imagine what you do, if you dig your first trench, barrow your soil to the other end of your border. Yep. Then you put I put about 50 mil of um, horse manure is what I use um, in the bottom hole. And then my next trench gets turned in yep. over the one I've just created. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I do that for two reasons: get the goodness into the soil, but also in this garden. Um, you know, it, it's old, but I don't know, point one, where the soil is good and not so good, but also it gives me an understanding of if there's any compaction. Yes. So I only ever turn the borders over that deeply once, and then after that, what I do each year is everything gets mulched. Okay. Um, and I tend to mulch all the way through the winter because my garden tends to be on the dry side. Okay. That said, we've had a bit of rain of late. Yeah, sure. Um so what do you one, mulch with um just again i just use um horse manure i've got the, my girls have got horses haven't they? so there's got to be an upside to your girls having horses mate yes there's not many upsides right okay yeah but they seem 
they seem less interested in in boys. My challenge on that, to yeah, push back on. a little bit, is that it can be quite expensive mulching, can't it? It can. Because you're basically just like putting if, a layer of stuff all again, over your garden. And when I'm talking about that, people come back, yeah, but it's expensive. But that said, if you're going to go and plant your garden, yes. and you're going to spend a lot of money on your garden, which people do on yes. plants, yes. why would you not put an amount of money into looking after them? Because I don't think we're taught that. So in that's reality, a, when you budget it, it's a great idea. Just think, okay, I've got five hundred quid. Well, make sure there's a bit in there. And for I mulch. see all the time with everything in in our garden. You know, the answer is in the soil. Yes. The more work yeah. we put into the soil, the more flavour that we'll get out of our vegetables. Sure. Exactly the same in your mental garden. So, um, for me, it's as important to invest in the soil yeah. as it is the plants because ultimately, um, otherwise, I feel like I'm shooting myself in the foot. And yeah. and though I know. Physically, everybody doesn't want to go dig in their garden all the time, but you don't have to. I think if sure. you can put that prep in once and then say, get your mulching on, it doesn't. It could be your own compost, yeah. so it can be your own compost. We, certain areas, we've got a bit of leaf mould that we make, so that goes on the garden. Um, council green waste, they sell, so soil improvers, yeah. that sort of thing. Just be mindful where yeah. you get that from. And just take a little bit of advice or do a bit of research. How deep is the mulch that you're putting well, on generally? I, I mean, I, it depends on, on. I mean, I get my hands in the soil, and I think if you do it for a long time, you know if there's life sure. in that soil. You know. But um, probably about 40 mil. Oh, okay. Like that. All right. um, not all a I huge amount, but not a scattering. Yeah. But all I would be mindful of is if you live in a wetter part of the country, don't start putting that on until you know, going into next year and March yeah, time. Right. You know, this is dry, yeah. or the dry parts of this garden I can mulch because all I'm really doing is holding in the moisture. Sure. I, the thing I think kills plants more than the cold is wet, soggy gotcha. feet. You know, for me, that's that's what really yeah. just, you know, it's like anything, isn't it? You just don't want to be sat there in the freezing yeah. cold water right over yeah. the winter months, yeah. you know? But anyway, back to the hole. Sorry, I was hoping so, no, we could get good. distracted out no, of the hole. good. So height-wise, um, these are reasonable size shrubs, but if you take as a, as a sense how much bigger I dig the hole, um, it's twice the pot size. It is, okay, I'm going to push on that. It's four times the no, pot no, size. No, no, it's not. Look, no, no, it's not. Look, boom, boom. Oh, okay, so what you're saying... Now, that's interesting because that's yeah. not what... Uh, so, I, I love gardening, and yeah. I've been gardening a long time, not professionally, as yeah. you know. But yeah, we know. My, <laughs> my <laughs> you can be cruel. Can you can't. My, yeah, no. my impression of when people say double the size of the pot is like double the. is not that. So, so what? Adam's got a square hole in the ground, right? Yeah. That looks like a, a grave for a small sheep, right? So, but it's not, he assures me. Um, He's put the round... Could well be a grave for a small jez. <laughs> You'd fold me up in there. I with, would. With probably great delight. Yeah. <laughs> come back to him. Yeah. Um, Kids, coming out. So he's put a round... He's moving. <laughs> he's moving. Hold on, get your forties head. He's put, anyway. a, round, he's put yeah. a round pot in the middle. So what you're saying is you're measuring from the centre of the pot, centre of the shrub, yeah. to the edge of the pot. To the, yeah, you've right. got it. So, so that is, say, I don't know, 15 centimetres. Yep. And then from the edge of the pot to the edge of the hole is another 15, 15 centimetres. So it's the same size. Yeah. So 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 if you if I move that to one side... Middle to out and out again. So is, if I move that to one side, 
I suppose yes. that's why I describe it as yes. as two type two twice the pop. Yes. But, but yes. all the way round. Yeah. Right. All the way round. And that's interesting. Yeah. So what I was doing is I was thinking, okay, so it needs to be a um, like that size again all the way around, but it. I don't know how to describe how I was thinking yeah. it differently, but that's a lot bigger than so, I thought it should be. And the reason that I do, um, this is a clay soil. Yes. Um, so that's the clay, reason yeah. that I put square hole in. Yeah. If you dig a round hole, all you're really doing is creating another pot. Yeah, it's compacted. So, if you, yeah. and, so and you know what it's like, a lot of people do, literally, they'll dig their hole. Yes. More or less, right, that's it, I can get the pot in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're doing, really? Yeah, you're not doing soil pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your roots just keep on going round and round and round. Right, and your plant never really establishes and gets away. Square hole, so it will live. That's a point. Obviously, yeah. making it's, it's not going to die. It just yeah. won't. It just won't flourish. Like, and you get a lot of people that you know garden question time things and things like that. And nine times out of ten, if they say, "Oh, you know, my plant sat there for," you know, it's it's all right. It's not really getting going. I've had it in the garden sure. for two years. And then you start asking a little bit more information about the hole and what they've done and this, that and the other. And most of the time it will be, you know, they've dug a really tight hole in clay soils. The roots are just going round sure. and round. And you're ending up really with a, with a pot. Yeah, yeah, I with get a, it. Um, root board. Um, what's, the, um, what's the words I'm Root bound. Put? Root bound. That's, thank you, mate. You think I was the one that was meant to know what I'm doing. <laughs> root bound. Um, plant in the ground yeah yeah you know so so, so in the now the dormant season which yeah. i'll let you carry on in a minute yeah. but i just had a couple of questions yeah. so that's why we're planting this now um is now a good time if you've got a shrub or a bush or a plant that you've always thought i expected more from it i thought it was going to be you know beautiful and big yeah. and it's just sort of sat there doing okay is now a good time to lift it do a bigger hole and almost start again yeah, with the, it? The, what i would say to anybody if, if you're in that position is just do a little bit of investigating so okay. so Work out, you know, roughly where start. I don't know. Start, you know, maybe a couple of foot away from the plant. Sure. Just work your way in to see how far the roots have come out. Okay, fine. And all right, fair enough if the roots have come out. But if you get in quite close to that plant, you realise that this yeah. plant hasn't established itself. Yeah. You've more or less got your answer, fine. and then then you could actually probably lift it, loosen up the roots. Yeah. You know, prep your hole again sure. and get it in. I mean, you know, I mean, you can move most things for the first. Couple of, I mean, you can move most things for a, quite a long time, but it takes more prep the further on sure, you get sure. in. I mean, but within the couple, first couple of years, most things will move quite comfortably. Yeah. The further you get to five years, okay. it becomes slightly more difficult. Because they're more and, established. Yeah, and then, but you, I mean, you can prep stuff, you know, so if you want to move something after, you know, three, four, five years, it's, we sometimes tell people to prep it the year before. So yeah. you cut, you dig a trench all the way around, cutting through roots. I suppose just slightly thinner than my finger, yeah, fill yeah. the trench back in, let the plant have another growing season, then lift it in its dormant season. Because what that will do is through the growing season, it'll encourage it to put more young fibrous yeah, root on. Yeah. And that's what they need. To feed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So size of holes very important. We talked about also depth. Don't yes. plant shrubs. Trees are exactly the same. We have a tendency sometimes just to plant things too deep. You know? okay. What you've yeah. got to remember with this is, is not only because it's a reasonably sized shrub, so if I start filling back round, um, you'll see height-wise, I've just got this very, very slightly proud of, yes. the, level of, the, of, of, the, of, of the, the level of the soil around it. Um, what's going to happen is it will settle down as we go in. And also another thing, when you're planting back around, 
make sure that you are filling, make, there's no real clubs and air pockets. That's what you don't want. You don't want big lumps around there that are going to end up with silly little air pockets in around the plant. So the roots are coming out into... It's into probably more important this time of the year to think about that as well, isn't it? Because in, in the drier months, you would give it a really good water, which will help yeah. get rid of those air pockets as well. Yeah. Um, but this time of the year, obviously, you're not going to water that. Well, right? I, I mean, I'd settle, I'll settle the soil in around it, but it's sure. not going to get watered every other every other week. And this is a hydrangea you as well, it? isn't it? Well, I was letting you do it. I mean, I'm happy to... Yeah, I mean, you, you look like, you know... <laughs> what comfortable? Well, oh, yeah, you look you're very comfortable spectator. Yeah, no, I, incredible. I, 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 the thing is, I always I was waiting you to start chanting or something. We, <laughs> come on, Frosty! I come always, on, Frosty! <laughs> I always feel with other people's gardens a little. Um, uh, unless I'm invited, I don't like having a bash. Do you know but what as mean? you said very early on, I did invite you. No. Yes, that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Well, now you've pretty much done it. I'll uh, I'll finish yeah. off. We... All the time, people. Why we were having that conversation? He was he was actually leaning on the spade. <laughs> yes, I was very comfy actually. Did I tell you my story last time in the last podcast about uh, Penelope Keith? No. When she was so. Oh, did you? Uh, oh, God, so one of the most adorable things. I love Penelope Keith. Like I would I would love to know her. But a problem is not. Probably going to be very good for her because I just know her. Never leave her alone. I um, say just know her. <laughs> That's not really what you meant. Is it? But um, so she um, she did this TV show and she was in somebody's garden. She was at hidden villages around England, right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. so she's yeah. in somebody's garden and she's she's weeding this border while she's talking to camera about something or other. Yeah. And she said something along the lines of, you know, when when one has friends over and they run their fingers through your dust. You can't help but feel a little annoyed. But if somebody, if you catch one of them, you know, pulling up some weeds in the garden, one can't help but think, God bless you. <laughs> Isn't that just joyful? So the, 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 Very a, Middle England, son. <laughs> there's a bit about, um, uh, I guess, not interfering too much because people... People's gardens are like their living rooms, right? There's, it's, it's their personal space, right? Yeah, but, and it should be your personal space. But yeah, I but think, at the same time, I do. But also, I think there's something pretty cool about <coughs> gardening with someone. Yeah, oh, totally. Time, you know, it's, 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 it changes it, doesn't yeah, it? I Ms. like gardening with people. Oh yeah, Mrs. Fox and I spend, especially through you know the warmer months, hmm. and we spend hours. Yeah. You know, and I, I look back to when <laughs> when we first met, and she she looked more like she come off the walked up the, off the makeup counter at John Lewis, you know. <laughs> and she had a little short skirt on her eye heels and the thought of her being in a in a garden space with a bit of muck under her nails, yeah. you, you couldn't have thought of anything further from <laughs> and sometimes, you know, we'd be there on a Saturday afternoon and I just, you know, I turn around and, and I think like Incredible, you know, she's on her knees in the border weeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks happy as Larry. Yeah, yeah. Well, you happy can't not be happy. I don't know anybody that has been, yeah. that's got into gardening and not absolutely loved it. I don't know anybody that hates gardening. No. And the people that I that I meet that say they hate gardening it's because they don't understand it yeah. or, or they don't know where to start. They feel overwhelmed with it. That's why they don't yeah. like it, you know. <clears throat> and like, you know, like we've sort of, we've talked about, haven't we, is that we, we worry too much, I think, at times about the knowledge base. You don't need to know 
no. that much a lot of the time it's about getting stuck in yeah, yeah absolutely but anyway there you go to summarize that boy i'm just planted. gonna i'm just gonna finish this off for you yeah that's very kind um all planted yeah. just give it we would just give it a water in just to settle the soil more than anything oh you would even though it's yeah, soaking even it. this okay, this time nice. of year um right. settle that down then that'll be all right over the winter i've firmed it in around not jumped on it but yeah, i've just yeah. used the back of my heel just to firm it in so it's not gonna rock or move anywhere um once there's a little water in, that'll settle down and that'll be away next year. I mean, if you see, like, it's just very slightly proud of, you know, if we think about it, we buy something from a nursery, you know, or a garden centre, it's quite happy in the pot. Yeah, sure. We don't have to bury it up to its yep. neck, you know, so, um, and exactly the same with trees. We can do, we can make that mistake with trees. We plant trees too deeply, you know, square holes, put time into the hole, make sure it's twice the size of the root ball. Yeah. Um, Slightly proud again because it will settle, but also the roots will pull it down into the ground as well. Just like decorating, I suppose, isn't it? It's all in the prep work. Yeah, prep. Well, I think that's probably, probably a good time for us to wrap up, isn't it? I yeah. reckon. You think so? You've had enough, haven't you? <laughs> no, my no, alarm's they, gone off. I, mean, I, I think that's my dinner. Oh, is it? Is that what it was set for? <laughs> you put something in, mate. It's going to be up. burnt. Well, just a little sponge, you know. Uh, <laughs> I tell you. Oh, dear. Um, I've really I will, enjoyed this. You will get to the bottom of him. Don't worry, I will keep digging. You will, you will know Jez really well. Because I feel this is a little bit unfair, because I think if people have watched Gardeners World, they, in a way, are sort of... They semi-visualise me, don't they? Yeah, they know what they're getting. Yeah. Whereas whereas with you, it's a bit of an unknown entity. I quite like that. I've yeah, always said I, I quite don't. like the fact that I've done enough on telly that nobody knows who I am. Yeah, I can walk through little with a cucumber in one hand. Do you think, what about the kids entertaining stuff? Is any of that? You Why do you still that? keep yeah, calling it kids it? entertaining stuff? Yeah, but it's good. Like Why do you sound like a clown? Well, I, <laughs> you are. Um, <laughs> but, but, is there any of that on DVD or anything? Can we get any of that? I put a clip on YouTube of me doing the BBC One Saturday morning show that I found. It's a little bit that we did. And I look so young, mate. I mean, yeah. it, oh, it is cringeworthy. Like Oh, it's embarrassing. Baby with a sort of beginning of a little goatee. Yeah, there's a... Oh, it's hideous. Oh, oh, it no, is hideous. Oh, you didn't have a goatee. You, did, you weren't young and tried to grow a beard. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was horrific. It's so oh, embarrassing. So it wasn't but even cool then either, was it? No. <laughs> I, I've yeah, never I mean, been now, cool, moment, mate. No, now, like, every, you know, everybody's got a beard and it's, you know, even the youngsters have got beards. And yeah, but see, cool I had a beard and then. a curly moustache and wore stupid clothes before it was cool. And now it's all a bit sure that you yeah, cool. that's when you found out that... that you know, I don't Monty know. Was actually your father, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was when that, you start wearing clothes. Isn't it? I don't know how to behave with it. I don't, I've never been in the cool club. It's a bit weird. What the cool club? Mm. No, I've just. Sort of I'm probably it. not in a cool club no, still. I've just. just yeah. I mean, the kids will tell you. Put myself in. There. Yeah, the kids will tell you whether you are or not. Thanks. I don't want to know. Um, no, all right, fair enough. So, so would you think that was all right, mate? I yeah, really enjoyed this. Uh, was it's there different. anything else? Sorry, I interrupt. Anything else? People sort of asked her to do talked about or anything like yeah, that yeah but so, I think we should save some of those questions for another one yeah because um, one of the, um, the oh there's Ash again yeah look oh Ash your listeners await come hope, and do huh? some purring over here again he's such a scamp isn't he hello boy I mean even the other one moves really sort of uh, sort of more like a cat this one moves oh, like he's got look at him look yeah. I don't think oh, he likes me. I'd rather not oh, you put him too close. Is he? It's like a parrot. <laughs> I was teaching yesterday. Right? I stood underneath the apple tree, 
all of a sudden this clown's in the apple tree. He's above my head and I'm thinking, I'm closing my eyes, trying to carry on talking, thinking in a minute he's coming right down on yeah. top of my bonds. Yeah. I'm trying to teach people, they've got no interest in me. No. They're just all watching the, the cat. The cat. And it's amazing. I think they these cats just seem to know that, I think they know they've been on telly. Do they? they there's an air of, you know, well it's about people us. People are watching really. us, yeah. yeah. It's just about us. <laughs> Yes, we, I know we're be we are beautiful, yes, and we're also very funny and very quick and very intelligent. The, the other one, I can't believe how different they are. How funny that, so we've been out for like an hour and a bit, yeah. we've been in all different areas of garden, we've not seen him all day, yeah, he just you know comes why, to the though? end and he's... You know why? Why? Not, no camera. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, he's not yeah, interested he's now. He's not interested. <laughs> he just thinks, Proper you know, he's, more, he's more individual. Yeah. He's, yeah, individual. Yeah. he's not, sound, what's that all about? So if you've got any questions, <coughs> you yeah. can you can tweet Adam um, or me, and uh, we'll add a link to the. Well, tweet you really because two books. Yeah, you're much better on all that stuff. Well, you? apparently, yeah. At that Jez Rose or at uh, Frost. I see what I mean. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's oh, terrible, isn't it? You you know. Is it right. Frost at Work? I'll link you. Like Frost at Work. That's it, isn't it? At Frost at Work yeah. and at that Jez. But Rose. just so you know, guys, I am rubbish on it. I I. I I'm, I do it, but it's not something that I'm... I don't think either of us really like to. it, do we? Like, if if if, it, if we had a choice, I don't think I'd have a Twitter account. No. I mean, no. But but for things like this, it's really nice yeah. that people can interact and you can chat with yeah, them or whatever. Yeah, but um, yeah. but is, I'd rather be out here. Yeah, I would. Watching you work. Um, yeah. So we'll yeah. see you... So these are slightly well, longer. Yeah, <laughs> I've enjoyed every second yeah. of it. Um, that, so podcasts are normally like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. But because we're only doing these once a month, I figured we'd let it roll on a little bit. Because it doesn't matter if it's taken them two or three times to get to the end of this. Because Well, they might they might actually have to because it probably doze off. That is true. Yeah. I mean, they could put this on when you go to bed at night. They'll be selling this as, you know, like them relaxation. <laughs> Those nighttime hypnotic We'll have an app company phone soon. You know, relaxation apps. Guaranteed to have you asleep in two minutes. Oh, hey, mate, I'll tell you what, if this doesn't kick off, <clears throat> what about that? We could do 30 minutes of bees humming, because that's very hypnotic. 30 minutes of ash purring. Should we finish on a really funny story that I Go ended up feeling really uncomfortable? Obviously, this whole living in the, in the, you know, a little bit more in the public eye is, as we know, we've chatted about before, it's not necessarily the thing I feel most comfortable about sure. in the world. Um, and at one of the shows this year, we talked about being taken to bed. A lady stopped me and said, um, it just scared the life out of me, really. She stopped me and she said, oh, can I have a quick word? I said, yeah, 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 cool. yeah of course you can, yeah, no problem. Um, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a great fan, blah, blah, blah. And I get a little bit embarrassed at that point. Oh, that's very, very nice. She said, but, um, she said, I just wanted to suggest something. I don't know if you, there you go, see, he's, he's friendly, isn't he? Anyway, I just want to suggest something to you. Um, she said, your voice, it's, um, it's incredible. Have you ever thought about maybe doing audio books? And I said, well, um, no, being honest, not not really. It's not sort of, not really me. I only end up on the telly joking, you know, that because I love gardening and now I get to talk about it hardy, hardy, hard. She said, well, she said, well, I think you should really think about it. She said, because your voice, she said, it really does something to me. And, and I could take, I could take a, an audio book to bed at night. I know. So I goes, you know, being cool like I am, I go, oh, that'd be nice. That's all I could say. That's all I could say, mate. And I, I, I thought, 
<laughs> and then I said, oh, anyway, enjoy the rest of your day. And I, I've wandered off and I kept looking over my shoulder and I could feel myself getting quicker <laughs> to the more to the point of running. <laughs> and bless and It's bananas, isn't it? I know, and that's a true story. I haven't just made that up. Well, well if you're listening in, yeah. in bed... Um, <laughs> or, yeah. or, or if you're wow. listening and, and you find that Adam's voice really does do something for you, um, <laughs> no, don't. I, hopefully, Jez will have cut this bit out. But yeah. then, um, incredible, isn't it? Well, um, from uh, Jez Rose and Adam Frost, um, sleep tight. <laughs> Clear off, man. <laughs> Till next anyway, time. See you later, you Bye. 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 Over and out.